Ministry Catalyst Podcast. www.worshipministrycatalyst.com. Worship Ministry Catalyst is a networking resource for all worship leaders and worship team members, serving as a catalyst to facilitate worship in the local church. David Lindner and Kevin Cruz. Well, hello. My mic is still a little bit shaky. I'm just worried it's going to like fall off in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> just kind of uh, break off. I suppose I should go back to how it was supposed to be. I, I added this. This is like a percussion, like a cymbal. Oh, yeah. Some kind of... I think it's so you can... I take a mic stand and put a symbol on it. Okay. It's got a mic. I see it. for a mic. I see it. But uh, it's not really working all that well. Mm. Is it it just loose? Yeah, it's a little loose. It's just kind of floppy. Yeah. Like a floppy disk drive. Five and a quarter. Do you remember those? Yeah. Man, the big big five and a quarter guys. Yeah. Like, uh, I remember playing Oregon Trail, you know? You, you, no, we never. I never played that. My kids played oh. it not that long ago, but I never played it growing up. You never played Oregon Trail on the the green monochromatic screens. We didn't have a computer access in my school system in south southeast Ohio until eighth grade, I think. What? Yeah, it was the first time I sat in what? front of a computer. What was your school just underfunded? Southeast Ohio, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So essentially, yes. It's like Southeast Ohio is basically like West Virginia. Wow. Which is the poorest state in the union. Yeah, I mean, because we we had the the Apple II GSs, you know, with the the green screen and then the the double floppy disk drive, the one and the two, the A, the B. And yeah, we we would a uh, computer lab. We throw in Oregon Trail, pop that baby in. Mm-hmm. Man, that was good times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't because you could shoot one buffalo and you'd be good on food for like a month. You know, <laughs> it was awesome. I never understood it. People would be wasting all their bullets on shooting these little rabbits that were impossible to catch, and it feed you for like a day. You just got to find a buffalo. Just get the buffalo. So about the buff- Have you ever actually had buffalo? No, I have not. Buffalo steak. Is so good. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. It's not weird. It's not weird. It's like it tastes a Does lot it, like like, like beef, cow, but it's I don't know. It's just like juicier and no, I don't know, it was so good. Wow, buffalo. Yeah. I would never suspect. I wouldn't like. It took a lot of convincing to get me to try it, but it was really yeah. Good. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I should try buffalo sometime. I I haven't. I haven't ever tried. Nope. Nope. Okay. Yeah. So here we are. Hey! Episode 137, Worship Ministry Catalyst Podcast, www.worshipministrycatalyst.com, facebook.com slash worshipministrycatalyst, and twitter.com slash wmcatalyst. Leave us a voicemail at 360-818-4339. And don't forget the email address. Email. There you go. I'm helping you. 
Dave at worshipministrycatalyst.com. Or yeah. Kevin at worshipministrycatalyst.com. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm just all out of sync. Nah, that's okay. It's probably because of the blood red moon last night. The blood red moon. Yeah, the lunar eclipse. Lunar. We, we were chatting beforehand, um, uh, before we, we recorded. I was telling him, tired. I was tired. My dog, uh, for some unknown reason, at two in the morning, went out the dog door. We have like a little dog door to the backyard. Went out in the dog door and just started barking. And I'm like, I don't know what was going on. And, and David goes, it was probably the lunar eclipse. And, yeah. and, and then it <laughs> occurred to me as I, as I went downstairs in my half sleep state and, you know, I'm, I'm like, Lucy, Lucy, stop barking. I'm like, I should have just stepped outside and looked at the moon. And I didn't. I had a prime opportunity to see a blood red lunar eclipse moon and I missed it. See, I actually set my alarm and got up. Did you really? Yeah. No way. Yeah. That's right. I saw on Facebook the uh, the the moon. Yeah, the really bad picture. Well, it's because I didn't know what it was at first. I thought it was like a button. I thought, I thought it was like a little <laughs> button on my shirt. Yeah, I thought it was like a black shirt with like a button. So and, the reason I say that it was probably what your dog was barking at because when I got up to go look at the moon, there were dogs barking. Seriously? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe like just freaked do you, out the dog. Do you think it's like a thing? Like could be. The, Who knows? The gravitational shift of the atmospheric pressure on. I don't know. Maybe just like the light changed from white to red and like freaked the dogs out. Yeah. All I know is that Lucy never barks at night. She never goes outside at night. And there she was outside barking. So if you know if there's a connection between dogs barking and a lunar eclipse. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know. I'd be curious. Yeah, that'd be good to know. I I wouldn't. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to, you know, have to google it or something <laughs> find you know go to like snoops or find you yeah. know some truth or fiction find if it's uh yeah or we could just start our own rumor and see how far it goes <laughs> yeah. and pretty soon we'll be the ones on snoops you yeah, know yeah. like uh yeah that'd be funny by the way i feel like i need some news music like uh because we have a beard Boom. update no <laughs> Yeah, we were talking about facial hair on uh, the last couple of episodes. Oh. I think we talked about facial hair two episodes ago, and then gray hair on the last episode. But but here we are. Yeah, couple so this weeks is after this is about, the last meeting. This is about three weeks worth of growth right here. Yeah, get it, get it up on the mic. And yeah, really, it's kind of. I don't know. Can you hear that? Yeah. Oh, be real quiet. That's yes. <laughs> that's. By the way, one thing you have to be careful of. Is getting your beard actually on like a 58 on a mic. Oh, catch it on the grill? Because it'll pull your hair out. Oh. That's happened to me so many times. Like you put a mic up on up on your beard and then yeah. you take it away and rip out Bam. like half your beard. There it goes. Yeah, it's, it's a little painful. Yeah. I haven't had that. Um, yeah, I, I haven't had that experience yet, but it's still, it's still growing. No, it's weird, you know. So you like, haven't shaved at all? I haven't. I have not touched a razor in three weeks. Okay. So it's coming um, in pretty good. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's weird because like, like it's really like full, kind of thick down down here under the chin, mm-hmm. but then like right up top here, like the lip area, it's super thin and light colored, and then I, I got like a couple little bald spots, like one like right here, you know, on, on my anyway. So I don't know, like I don't know how I don't know if I'm convinced. I don't know if I if I want to you know keep it or not, um, but. I don't know. I figure at this point I've, I've kind of committed to, uh, 
I've kind of committed to actually, you know, having it for at least a season. And the reason why is because we had our church directory updates a couple weeks ago. And so, so we got our family picture with, uh, you know, with me having like seven day growth and so now you got to have it at least for, cause no one will know who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I just had this revelation, you know, I, we record onto a laptop now. And I've been putting the laptop off to my right and I can't ever see it. So Kevin has to, you know, yell at me when it stops working. Why not move <laughs> why, the laptop into my life? Because <laughs> that would be too easy. So challenging. That would be too easy, David. Now I can actually see when we're peaking and things hey, like that. Hey, that's actually handy. Yeah, so the beard's coming in nice. Yeah, kind you of. you got to at least keep it through November, you know, the no right. shave Well, November. and I think, you know, what I might end up doing if I do decide to keep it, I'm hoping that it will just kind of grow a little thicker and fuller and then I can just kind of like trim it and keep it more, you know, because I don't know if I want like a, like a full beard like you. I mean, you got, you got like a full thick beard. I'm not sure if I want to go that far. I'm, I'm more into just kind of like the, like the little bit of growth as opposed to, I don't know, right now it just feels very uneven and everything else. But. Is it scratches? Is it? Is oh, it, it itches. Yeah, oh, really? for sure. See, it's I, would, just, I would have thought it would have gone away by now. No, it's not as bad, but it's, it's especially itchy, like uh, like right on the jawbone, and then right underneath the chin. That's where it itches the most. Oh, see, now you have something to like to play with yeah. to make it look smart. <laughs> it's, just, yeah. it's weird. Hmm, let me let me think about that for a while. But the exciting thing in all this is. Um, so I got the beard thing going, you know, I'm trying to get the, I'm trying to get the, you know, the even, the, the even growth, which I'm still working on getting it all even and uniformed. But I, I I've talked before on the show about my glasses and how I've had the same pair of glasses forever. Right. So this morning I went to the optometrist and I got a new prescription because my eyes have been getting worse. Yeah. Like, and so now, so now here I am, because I, I kept waiting for these to break. I'm like, once they break, I'll, I'll get some glasses. That would be my excuse. But they haven't broke. So anyway. Did I tell you what happened to my last pair of glasses? No. I was just, because I had, you know, like the black rimmed glasses. Yeah. Which I had years before they were cool. So, you know, it just <laughs> tells you the kind of guy I am. You were, yeah, tre- trendsetter. Yeah. But, um. One day I just took them off to clean them, to wipe them off, and they just like fell apart right in the middle. <laughs> just like, like, like I'm the just middle holding snapped. it, and then all of a sudden it just snapped into Done. my hand. I'm like, I didn't even put any pressure on it. There was no reason for that to happen. So I had to get some new glasses. There you go. But now, so you have to pick carefully. I mean, if you're going to keep the next one for like 10 years. <laughs> yeah, choose, like, choose wisely. Make sure you know, don't, choose wisely. Don't pick the hot pink. Uh, no, so, so here's the deal, right? So... For a while now, I've been thinking about kind of, you know, re, re, um, what would the, what would the right word be? Um, like reinvigorating, remaking, redoing, um, recontextualizing. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the right word, but I want to, I want to kind of. Your look? My look. Like I want to. Re- remodeling? Remodel my look. Yeah. How do you say that? I want to, um, um. Makeover. Makeover. I, I want to re- redo my look. Yeah, no, I've been thinking for a while, you know. Extreme like, Makeover Kevin Edition. Kevin Edition. And so, you know, the, the first step was, well, can, you know, can I grow anything like beard-wise? Because that's a big change. 
And then the next step is, can I get a you know different pair of glasses? So I actually, I actually ordered some glasses, and they're full on like hipster glasses, nice. like big black. Thick. So the glasses. I got some hipster glasses, but they're still too tight on my, so I don't are, wear them very often. The the glasses that I currently wear are kind of thin wire frames, you know, kind of um uh you know very narrow. Um, and so these ones are, are just kind of big, boom, black and bold. So the next question is, are you going to start wearing a scarf? Yeah. So my, skinny yeah, jeans, skinny jeans, infinity scarf and plaid shirts and a hipster beanie. What about the hair? And yeah. And so then that's the next thing. So I'm not sure what to do with the hair yet. Right. So I got the beard, I got the glasses and you know, so I'm not, I'm not saying that like, I'm not trying to be like a total hipster. But there's some there's some things that I think are kind of cool, like kind of more the rugged, you know, like I don't care look like I'm just going to wear plaid and now do the skinny jeans appeal to you, you know, um, not not on a consistent basis, but I'll admit I have a pair. I do have a pair of skinny jeans. I do. But the problem is. Skinny jeans on me aren't that skinny, you know, because I'm like... Well, you're not a big guy. I'm not a big guy. Like me, they would they would look ridiculous. So skinny jeans on me actually just kind of look more like just a little tighter, you know, as opposed like, to... There would be pictures of me like, you know, Walmart dads, like, you know, the Walmart mom pictures. Have you ever seen those? Like the worst Walmart, Walmart mom ever pictures what? that are out there. <laughs> <laughs> that's what this one would be happening with me if I'm if I started wearing skinny jeans. Right there, you I'd go. Be that guy. That you'd be that guy. So 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 I'm trying to yeah. So I, I've been thinking for a while. You know how like how how do I how do I redo it? You know um uh you know keep it fresh, a new look, and a fresh look. We I don't do know. Like a progression, like you know how they have the evolution like of the the Crow Magnon man to like. <laughs> You know, caveman, I, like, to like every man. every week, kind yeah. of take a different picture. Yeah, yeah. and then just like do a morph, like a video. That like, but I mean, it is interesting. We we aren't talking about it today, uh, although maybe it's a conversation, maybe it's a future episode. But it is interesting. You know, it seems at least in the northwest area. I don't know what the rest of the country is like, but at least in the northwest areas, you know, specifically Portland, Seattle, that type of thing. You know, you see a lot of worship pastors, kind of you know, going the, the hipster route. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I'm not, I'm not one to just like jump on the bandwagon, but you know, like I, I spent, I spent a lot of time with some of these other worship pastors, you know, we, we have lunches and we do things and, and, you know, and I'm like, man, like, like that's kind of a cool look, you know? So I don't know. I'm, so here's, here's the dilemma, right? Like, you know, and, and this, this, that's what I'm saying. This is, this could be a future episode. Maybe not now. This is a teaser. But here's the dilemma, you know, it's like, you know, are you, am I, am I just succumbing to culture? You know, am I succumbing just to what's trendy and am I trying to be trendy or, or is it, Hey, I've been wearing the same clothes since high school and maybe now it's time to, you know, do, try, try something different, try something different. Cause I, I typically just, you know, wear the same stuff. I do the same stuff, you know, and is this a time, is this a season for me to grow my facial hair to get new glasses? I you know, could be, I don't know. Anyway. So coming, coming soon to a worship ministry <laughs> catalyst podcast near you. Hipsters and worship. Hipsters, which by the way, like how, how untrendy are we 
that we would just now be talking about hipsters and worship considering it's been the fad for like the last three or four years. Yeah, we're behind. Yeah, I know. We, we it's haven't, as, almost as if we don't care. We haven't devoted an episode to it until now because I haven't cared about it until yeah. now. <laughs> so, anyway. So what we are so talking about. Date. We are, uh, um, yeah, so we were, we were talking about what to talk about and what we're talking about is... This article that we uh, that we both read, and probably a lot of you have read it because it's been making the rounds on Facebook. Um, by we actually we we made a call to try to get see if we get a hold of him right before we started. It's like let's call this guy up and see if we can get him on the podcast. Todd Pruitt uh, wrote this article. Um, it's on Christianity.com. It's on a bunch of places, but it's called "Is Your Church Worship More Pagan Than Christian?" So. Probably most people, if you're if you're on Facebook, you've seen it. It's gone through my feed, you know, mm-hmm. a bunch of times. So, yeah. Um, so we were talking about that. I thought it'd be a good a good topic to talk about, and maybe uh, maybe we'll get Todd on the on a future episode of the podcast, and we can uh, kind of hash it out with him, see what he what he what he talks about. Let me read just the first two paragraphs of the article. That'll kind of set up set up our discussion. Set the tone. There's a great misunderstanding in churches of the purpose of music in Christian worship. Churches routinely advertise their life-changing or dynamic worship that will bring you closer to God or change your life. Certain worship CDs promise that the music will enable you to enter the presence of God. Even a flyer for a recent conference for worship leaders boasted, Join us for dynamic teaching to set you on the right path and inspiring worship where you can meet God and receive the energy and love you need to be a mover and a shaker in today's world. Alongside our teaching program, our worship events, which put you in touch with the power and love of God. I feel like I need to have like, like, uh, like a B3 organ going behind me and, uh, and the love, the power, the power and the power. Huh. And the power, more power, <laughs> more power. Yeah. So, um, but it, but it's a good thing to talk about. And if you've listened to the podcast at, at, at any length, you, you probably already know where we're going to come down on this argument. But let's talk about. It. Let's kind of let's just kind of go back and forth a little bit about the idea. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So for me, um, you know, as I read the article, I thought there was some. I thought there were some good points in there. You know, um, he talked about that Jesus Christ is our mediator. You know, he talked mm-hmm. about that Jesus Christ is the, the one who brings us to the Father. You know, that, that through Jesus' blood, we, you know, we approach, um, uh, you know, God and the Father. And, and um, that is not music. Music is not the mediator. You know, that, that music um, is not what brings you into the presence of God, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I think that general overall principle, I think is, is a good reminder. I, I think, I think that sound, um, my, my objection, and, and I think objection is too strong a word. My perhaps, um, difference of opinion, uh, would be, I, I felt that, the article, and, and obviously it's just, you know, it's just a short little article. I mean, I don't know the guy. Mm-hmm. You know, we have mail of flesh or talk out, you know, all the thoughts. But I, I think my my feeling is that um, 
you know, on, on the pendulum side of things, the article was a little too heavy on the side of, you know, of, of getting away from music. Because I, I feel like music is a vehicle, you know, that can help us worship God. Music is a vehicle that can help us uh, meet with God. You know, we we worship through many different ways. Music is one of them. And we connect with the, the the heart of God through many different ways. And I think music is one of them. And I felt like the article was taking a little bit too much of a slant against music mm-hmm. and basically saying like, you know, I, I, I mean, it, it never said in there, you know, don't, don't have music, don't listen to music, don't right. worship through. It didn't say that, but it certainly felt like there was kind of a slant of, you know, be careful with music. Uh, you know, that music isn't, you know, is what, what, uh, what drives you to meet with God. Uh, he gave four kind of dangers for, mm-hmm. you know, potential pitfalls, uh, of, of, uh, uh, why don't you read those real quick? Um, the four, which come from a book called true worship by Vaughn Roberts it says four consequences of viewing music as an encounter with God. Number one, God's word is marginalized. Number two, our assurance is threatened. Number three, musicians are given priestly status. And number four, division is increased. Yeah, so again, I think some of the, the principles there are sound. And, you know, the, the third one that the musicians, um, you know, get treated as a, as a priest, you know, that the musicians leading me to God. Um, I, I do I do think that happens, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and, and I think that is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's also just an easy correction. I, I think that's just something where, you know, the the words and and the way that we've set up, you know, evangelical churches, uh, you know, that that's easy. You know, I feel that's the easy thing to just say, oh, yeah, you know, no, it's not me. It's all God. Right. Um, so anyway, those are some of my initial thoughts when I read it. Just felt like it kind of swung too far on on the pendulum. Yeah. And I don't you know, I don't think um, God's word being marginalized has to be a consequence of of having a, a modern worship like it, it very well can be. I think uh, it's probably in a lot of churches is. Um, because probably be, um, uh, I'm just going to say it probably because the, the, the ministry of the church is so ineffective Hmm. that when something starts, something successful starts happening with worship because they start changing worship styles and people start coming because of the worship that they're like, Oh, well, this is what's bringing in people. So we might as well. You know, it's working. Yeah. Just, just let it happen. And we won't, we won't torture people with our whatever anymore. But, um, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's a necessary trade-off. I don't think that has to happen. Right. Yeah. It's, it's not, I mean, it's kind of like throwing the baby out with the bathwater, mm-hmm. you know, um, like you, I think you can still have music and good music, but you can also have really solid, you know, preaching and, and, right. and the Bible and the teaching and all the rest. But I think a lot of it depends on, you know, how are you as a worship leader, leading your church, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah, like if you're leading them in, into, into an idea of, you know, Hey, uh, let, let's emotionally get invested in this music. And, uh, and as we emotionally get invested in the music, then, um, that that's our encounter with God. You know, we, we've now met God through this yeah, song. I think, I think that's important because so, the, yeah. That, and that's a danger, I think. Yeah. Because that's the, that's where I think we get into problem and get more pagan is when we try to use worship to manipulate people mm. to, to try to, 
to create emotional experiences based on the style and volume and uh, dynamics of the music that we're playing to try to lead people to respond a certain way, then they're not responding to God. They're responding to the manipulative force we've just put in front of them. Yeah, they're responding to experience. And you said something earlier when we were talking before uh, before we started recording. You said, you know, it's the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. that that moves us. It's the Holy Spirit that stirs in us. And and yeah, like I think that's the role of the Holy Spirit. You know, to um, you know, to to you know, to convict, to, uh, you know, to, uh, to, to move like, and I think what he says in there, you know, he's like the, the mediator between God is not music, you know, um, it's Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Right. And so anyway, I mean, you know, but you also have a lot of examples in scripture of music, um, uh, being a very important, uh, tool, not just in the Psalms, but, you know, you think about even some of the, the prophets, um, who was the prophet? Uh, Elisha. Elisha was, um, <laughs> he was, he was going to prophesy. There was a drought in the land and it's right before they dug all the ditches. And, but before he has this prophecy about what they're supposed to do, he, he asked for a harpist. Mm. Like he needs a harpist to come in and kind of set the mood. Bring me the harp. <laughs> so he can hear from God. Right. And so like, so then, you know, he, he you know, the, through the, through the, uh, I don't know, maybe through the, the conduit of music, he was able to hear hear from God a little a little better than if if he didn't have the harp playing. And then he prophesied, and everything was okay. But you know, I think I think music plays a very important role, not just because of the music, but I think it speaks more to our um, imago dei, like image of God. Yeah, we were created as yeah. creators. We're cre- in the image of God, our Creator. Then we ought to create. And if we're not creating, then we're not really living in the image of God. And so whether that's music or art or, you know, building buildings or, you know, whatever your creative outlet is, I think we have to, we have to honor God in that way. And I think that's a very, a very biblical outlet for music. And it doesn't, that doesn't, that, that precludes style. Yeah. There's no, like, it can be rock, it can be classical, it can be whatever. And, you know, if that's your creative outlet and you're doing that to glorify and honor God, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But yeah, and yeah, I mean, and I would agree, like, um, you know, that that whole concept, you know, again, my, my, you know, my um, uh, kind of different take on it is, you know, I, I think, like you said, music is a tool and uh, it, it's a vehicle uh, by which we, you know, that by which we can worship God, you know, and um, we're, we're not necessarily, music isn't necessarily, uh, what makes us meet with God, you know, but I think music is something that, um, just because the nature of what music is, you know, music is one of those unique things that, you know, kind of goes right to the heart, you know, it, uh, it is, is very, um, visceral, you know, it's very mm-hmm. like engaging, you know, that, that's just the nature of music. And so I think there's power in that. I think God created music for that reason, you know, which is why you see in the Bible, example after example of singing and music and every everything from genesis you know to revelation there was singing at the beginning they're mm-hmm. singing now and in heaven there's going to be singing you know and that's not by accident so anyway no i mean i thought some good points on the article um i thought some good reminders you know about not not making the worship leader the priest type of thing mm-hmm. um but you know without knowing the guy i 
I, I would say that I felt like it, it was a little bit kind of downplaying the power of music. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But it'd be great to have him on the show. Yeah. So if you listen to this, Todd, we'd love to have you on the show. Give us a call, Todd. <laughs> or yeah, call and leave a voicemail. Yell at us if you want. We may or may not play it on the air. <laughs> I don't know. You got it all wrong, David and Kevin. <laughs> you guys are are awful. Yeah, sure. You can you can say that. That's great. Yeah. So um, that's it for this episode, episode one thirty seven the worship ministry catalyst podcast you can find us online www.worshipministrycatalyst.com facebook.com slash worship ministry catalyst or twitter.com slash wm catalyst you can send an email to david at worship ministry catalyst.com or kevin at worship ministry catalyst.com or leave a voicemail at 360-818-4339 thanks for listening we'll talk to you again soon bye